All right, Jabronis, we're back. Hope everybody had a good week. I sure did. So real quick, this episode is being recorded earlier in the week, but by time this is out, we will be done with the Rocky run. So my brother, Nikki Sticks, and I, and Weasel, top five biggest enemies of the podcast, the Weasel, will all have finished the race by now. So you're going to get this episode post-race, post-milestone big race for the Guest of the Year championship belt. So I just wanted to put that out there now. We'll put out, uh, you'll see, obviously, by Saturday, there'll be videos and stuff out there updating you on how the race is going and all that good stuff. So you'll see it there. Um, this is coming out after. So we're in the future now. Um, so stay tuned for that. Also, we'll talk We'll talk late about it, this in the junction. Uh, Veterans Day was this week. So happy Veterans Day. Again, that'll be part of the junction a little bit. Um, what else we got going on this week? Not a whole lot. So we'll probably just get into it real quick. Actually, while I think about it, the New York Giants are back. All right. I've been saying it this entire season. Don't sleep on the Giants. They don't suck. Their team, their team should not be fired. Don't sleep on the Giants and they're back. They put a hurting on the Raiders. They put a hurting on the Panthers. They won another game. Cowboys lost last week. I think the Eagles lost last week. The foreskins suck. So the Giants are back. Okay? Contrary to what you guys have kept saying, shit-talking in this whole time, not a ride or die like me, telling you, don't sleep on the Giants. They do this all the time. They're back. Are they Super Bowl bound? I, I don't know. I, it's too early to say, but definitely, definitely playoff bound. Could be at least a 500 team. If I, if I will be so bold, they might make the 500 mark and make the playoffs this year for the NFC East. But make no mistake about it. The New York football giants are back. In fact, I don't think they ever really left. I mean, I, like I said, I've been saying this the, the entire season and for seasons past. Everyone's dogging on the Giants thinking they suck. But they're back, baby. They're now they're going to prove to you that they never really left. So no more shit talking on the Giants. All right. Now, back to business. Step into the cage. Okay, let's run. All right. Today's Into the Cage segment is proudly sponsored by Heffernan's Dick Pick Accessories. There's nothing a woman wants more than to receive an unsolicited pick of your tiny, shriveled, scared, beta bitch boy little peepee. Well, with Heffernan's, now you can send them in style. Razzle-dazzle your dongle with some glitter, a strap-on bow tie, or even the Heffernan's signature top hat, and send the Polaroid of your pishkadio worth remembering. So to stock up on your penile accessories today, visit www.glamourcox.com and use the promo code 
Polaroid PP for 2.9% off your first accessory today. Do it today. Now. Gotta love it. Nothing a woman wants more, folks. For you men out there who don't know what to get a lady, especially a stranger you probably meet online. Send her without her asking, send her a pic of your peepee. I promise you it'll go over well. They love it. It's the most beautiful thing. It's like a piece of art to them. So do it. Anyway, cage fact. Okay, real quick one. Everybody remembers the movie Face Off. And if you don't, shame on you. Because I've been talking about it for decades now since it's been out. Did a whole episode on it. I still bring it up regularly. So shame on you if you don't know what I'm talking about. If you do, when you should, there's the scene in the movie where Nick Cage finally, he's at this point, he has faced off and he is now John Travolta's character. So he is Nick Cage playing a guy pretending to be John Travolta. So wild stuff. He's in the prison that's hidden under the oil rig. Remember the secret for-profit prisons that they don't have in real life? Wink, wink. He's escaping that. And in that scene, he's he jumps the oil rig into the water. Now, despite what the haters might say, that was not a stunt double. That was Nick Cage doing that. That was a 200-foot jump. Hello. Jump. 200-foot jump. There we go. Follow the bouncing ball, folks. And he's afraid of heights. And he said that post movie after the movie came out that he was afraid of heights and he kind of did it to help conquer his fear. But a 200 foot deep dive into the into the ocean there for, for Nick Cage. And, and he did it again. If you remember a national treasure, the first one, he takes a pretty, pretty high dive jump off the intrepid aircraft carrier museum that they have in New York City. I don't know if that was 200 feet, but it was still a high dive, um, again, conquering his fears. And that's what that's really like. It's it's a message. It's not so much a fact as it is a message and a lesson to you guys out there is. Take the chance, conquer your fears, understand what you're afraid of and become that fear. And then the fear will be gone. Take the jump. If Nick Cage could do it. 200-foot jump out of an oil rig. You're sorry sacks of shit asses can do it. I don't even know what that means. Sorry sacks of shit asses. Quote me on that. All right, that's the cage fact for today. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed. Let's uh, get to the junction, spin the logo up. We're going to try to keep this one moving quick. I, I flat my gills enough as it is, so I want to keep this short and to the point for you guys for once in, in uh in the junction for once. All right. So real quick, I do want to start with some, some more fan submissions that we've been still receiving in, which has been great. I want you guys to keep that up because I love, I love the submissions. They're awesome. Some of them are interrelated, intertwined. Uh, some of them are more long form. So I'll be talking about those. I think one of them was about aliens. So you know how I feel about aliens and UFOs and how you're doing. So uh, stay tuned for more of that. Um, but I got a couple of submissions from a fan, uh, an anonymous fan. I'm pulling up the questions here. 
So bear with me. All right. So this fan said he he did the 23 and me or whatever it's called uh, genealogy test. He spit in a cup and I sent it off to find out that I am, in fact, point zero 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 two percent Italian. In your opinion, me, my opinion, LPDS opinion. Does this give me the right to start calling all pasta sauce gravy? And should I update my Facebook page to reflect that I am a quote unquote made man? Probably under a job description, I would venture a guess. Um, thank you for your question, fan. Uh, you're, you're a real hero for sending that in. And you know, honestly, you, you got to lean into to what you're made of, in my humble opinion. My one cent opinion. So if you're point zero 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 two percent Italian, you're Italian. Just like Liz Warren is point zero 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 one six Native American, she's Native American. I got plenty of other friends and family members who have small percentage points. Shiba Inu coin caliber percentage points worth of a of a nationality or an ethnicity. Claim it. Add it to the resume. Add it on your college transcripts. Own it. You're if you're a little bit, you're all of it, in my opinion. If you're a little bit Italian, you're Italian. Own it. But with that comes responsibility. You got to actually lean into it. You can't just say you're Italian and then walk off into the sunset. You got to encapsulate what a true, a true authentic Italian American is. And you got to get, you know, you got to get into the stereotypes a little bit. A lot of hand gestures. A lot of how you doings. You got to up your accoutrement in the jewelry department. And none of that fake shit. You got to go real gold. Show it off. At least one pinky's got to have a ring on it. In professional public settings. So you can't half-ass it. You're Italian now, buddy. I got news for you. You're Italian. And I'm gonna we're going to expect you to to shape up and follow suit or you're going to be in real trouble. There is responsibility with that. I don't think people realize the actual, you know, what comes with that. It's not just percentage. It's not just piles of scholarship money because you're in a minority class. Now you got to, you know, you got to own it. And let me tell you something too, with, with that responsibility, you're going to get a lot of hate. You're going to get a lot of people thinking that you're a fake, a phony, and they're going to challenge you. And as a true Italian, you got to be prepared to handle that. You got to do whatever it takes, whatever an Italian would do to defend his own honor, his or her own honor. So if you got to bonk this guy in the head with a lead pipe, hey, that's the name of the game, Paisan. Do it to it. But make sure if you're going to publicly come out 
and identify yourself as an Italian, own it. Okay. Because if not, there's going to be problems. All right. There's going to be problems. But thank you for your question. You're a beautiful, beautiful man. All right. The other question I have is also Italian related. Ironically enough. And it says, this is directed to me, Libretti. As an Italian-American, how responsible do you feel for Spider getting shot in the movie Goodfellas? How much have you donated to the Get Well Soon Spider GoFundMe page? And do you think Joe Pesci should bear the same responsibilities as Alec Baldwin did in his shooting since they were both, quote-unquote, accidents? Now, this is a lot to unpack here, so we're going to go one at a time. All right. First, uh, do I feel responsible? Uh, I think as uh, as any Italian, as any true Italian American, uh, they would, you know, feel responsible. As you know, um, Joe Pesci, uh, a world renowned Italian, uh, accidentally shot one of the one of the lower level workmen, journeymen, if you will, in the in the family and Goodfellas, uh, Spider, uh, played by Michael Imperioli, aka Christopher Moltisanti. Um, he is a, he is another uh, world renowned Ginzo, if you will. So you got to feel a little bit responsible as an Italian American. You never want to see one of your own kind get accidentally shot. It's a real it's a real sad state of affairs. Uh, you don't like to see it. Um, and it's just one of those things. Now, did I donate to the FundMe page? Uh, no. Look, one of the things that Italian Americans are very good at, especially the ones that are in that line of work, if you will, is they're very good at delegating responsibility. Okay. And I'll get into that a little bit more with the third question. Uh, but. Uh, long story short, I don't feel responsible enough for the accidental shooting of Spider to uh, spend any of my hard-earned union dues uh, on on some GoFundMe. I mean, he can go to the hospital in the ER. He doesn't even need papers anymore, and they'll take care of him. Uh, no problem. No questions asked. So, um, no, I didn't do that. Now, should Joe Pesci be getting the same heat an investigation as uh, Alec Baldwin. Uh, technically speaking, probably, I would say. They both accidentally discharged a weapon. Um, his Joe's at the time was a little less uh, deadly. Um, this is the first one, by the way. This is not. Anyway, go watch the movie. Go watch Goodfellas. But uh Again, back to the delegation of responsibility. Italian-Americans are very good at that. There is a reason why Joe Pesci did not get investigated and will not for this, this accident. Alec Baldwin does not have that ability. He doesn't have that skill set to um, transfer, transfer responsibility, if you will. Just doesn't. It's, this is not for him. He's not an Italian like that. Got it. Um, so... Do I think he should be responsible? I don't know. I'm not going to answer that for uh, safety reasons for myself, but 
he's very good at delegating responsibility. That's what makes him such a uh, a higher up in the chain of command. So good for him. Um, well, I will say this though, to the young fella and, and new Italian um, who just spit in a cup and found out that he is a full Italian now. I put this a little bit on you. As an Italian, you should too feel responsible for the tragic incident that uh, that happened to poor Spider. Like I said, with Italianism comes this responsibility. You got to wear that shit too. It's not just me. It's you now. Doesn't matter the percentage. You are now responsible just as much. And then you got to sit there and think deep inside. Do you owe money to that GoFundMe page for poor spider? Are you going to have to sell one of your Italian horn gold chains for this? It's not so easy being Italian, friendo. A lot of responsibility. I told you. It's heavy on the shoulders. It's not just about hand gestures and meatballs. It's about responsibilities. It's about respect. It's about owning it. And you got to own all of it, pal. So get your checkbook out. Get your envelope full of cash out and start donating to poor Spider. You stupid Ginzo. All right. No more questions for the junction this week. We'll find some more. Again, guys, I love these things. There's send them, send them, send them, send them. I'll get them into episodes, whether it's a quick how you doing or a full-on junction uh, scenario. So send them on over. Uh, but what I do want to talk about now real briefly is... Got to hydrate, sorry. I want to talk about Veterans Day was this week. Now, I want to do a, a quick, a little LPDS caveat in here to prevent some confusion I think occurs on these holidays that are that are for military type members. So Veterans Day is for uh, soldiers, airmen, Marines, sea people who served and deployed and ser- served their country like in, in the military. Um, mostly for the alive members of the military, the ones who deployed and came back and gotten they're not, not in the military anymore or they have a deployment under their belt. Um, it's for that. Memorial Day is for those who have fallen. Now, yes, the ones who have fallen are veterans, and they should be celebrated, uh, absolutely. Uh, but there are, there are some people out there that are, you're, they're doing their obligatory posts so that they can look patriotic on social medias. Um, for those people out there, to prevent confusion, if you're just posting about the, the fallen, that's nice and all, but Veterans Day is uh, more all-encompassing. Memorial Day is for the fallen. And uh, we talk about that a little bit because there's a lot of confusion on Memorial Day thinking it's just for barbecues and uh, bullshit. But that's for the fallen soldiers and airmen and what have you. Uh, this is Veterans Day is for is for all the deployed uh, who who, you know. Who put their lives on the line and uh, whether they came back or not, that's, you know, it's for the veterans. Um, that being said. There is a. There is a, a particular sect, a portion of veterans that I believe gets a lot of heat 
doesn't get a lot of uh, recognition whatsoever. And I think the sacrifices they've made um, that people are not seeing need to be discussed and and honored and and put out there. These are unsung heroes, in my opinion. These are the people who joined the military, did their three years of bare minimum work, if that. They bitch and complain about it the whole time, found a way to get out of the military on some sort of ridiculous bullshit disability claim. And now they're they're out. They're on the outs. They, they were counting down the whole time since they got in. How many more days before I get to get, you know, before I have to leave this shitty situation? The sacrifices I have to make to be in this garbage military. These are the type they had, like, they're, they're grossly overweight. Their fat rolls are dripping and pouring out of their of their uniforms. Their, their blouses, the tops of their uniforms are just draped down like a lampshade over their guts, their fat, stupid guts. They can't do a PT test. They always have some quote-unquote medical profile, medical reason why they can't run. It's because they're grossly, obesely, over, uh, morbidly obese. That's what I was trying to say, Libretti. They just look disgusting. They complain on the surface. All they do is complain and bitch. They do the bare minimum, and then they get out on some fake disability, seemingly fake disability, and then after that, they spend the rest of their time bragging about how they serve their country proudly and that they're always in the lines, at the head of the line of all the Outback Steakhouses and the Chili's and the Applebee's and all the places that are offering Veterans Day discounts at their fine establishments on, on those days, on the 11th of November. Now, you think these people are pieces of garbage, a lot of stolen valor out there, too. Those guys, are they're all lumped into the same, the same grouping here of unsung heroes. You think these people are just lowly pieces of shit, complained the whole time, did it for the paycheck, and so they didn't have to go to college. They could get out of their parents' basement. They found a way to get out of all responsibilities, they let themselves go. They just ate themselves and drank themselves to a fat, drunken stupor. You think these guys are pieces of shit. Just looking at them and listen to their stories. And there's a lot of them out there, more so than you think, that, that seemingly tarnish the reputation of all the other military members out there, like myself and my other brothers in arms, who did not do this, did not portray that, that sort of uh, lazy, good-for-nothing lifestyle or persona, if you will. They really come off badly, don't they? But let me tell you something. One of the hardest things you can do as a human being, physically and mentally and emotionally, is to live a lie like that. To live this lie that you serve your country in a, in a, a aggressively positive manner, that you that you didn't dog anything, that you didn't half-ass anything, that you were on the front lines killing Taliban's, carrying your brothers in arms back to the Humvees to safety. It's, it's very taxing on the mind and on the soul to have to live that, that lie. When you get out, you tell all your friends and family, I served and 
I don't want to talk about it because I'm a hero and the heroes don't talk about their stuff, but I'm going to get these discounts. It's not easy, guys. You think it is. It sounds very easy to just sit back, eat yourself to death, eat all the Olive Garden dildo breadsticks you can stuff in your fat, stupid face, crush all the strawberry margaritas and Dr. Peppers you possibly can at Chili's for that discount, for that free for free dinner day on Veterans Day. It sounds hard because it is hard. I think I meant to say it sounds easy. It does sound easy. That's what I meant, folks. Hey, look, we're all human. We make mistakes. It sounds easy, but it's actually very difficult. Okay? It takes a special type of human being, a true hero, to be able to, to bear that burden, if you will, to carry that on their backs. You can't just wake up and, and just live the lazy bullshit fake veteran persona and think you're going to be okay with it. That's taxing on the mind. That hurts the soul. You have to lean into it. Just like we said with the old Italian boy over there, the fan, the fan call in with the question, you got to lean into it. And these guys get nothing but shit on constantly by other veterans, by other military members. Oh, you didn't, you didn't do anything. You stayed in for three years. You hid behind your computer. You never deployed. You bitched the whole time. You got written up for doing poor work. And then you left for a fake disability, like a neck pain or something. And now all you do is brag about being in the military. You take advantage of the discounts as if you killed Bin Laden yourselves. That's what they hear constantly. The stolen valor types, too. Wearing all these weird dangly medals like a North Korean soldier all over this fake uniform that they bought at the Army Surplus or they bought on eBay. Getting shit on constantly. Imagine having to wake up every day knowing that as soon as I step foot out into society, people are going to rag on me. And they're going to wear me out in real life, not just behind the computer, not just the text message tough guys. It's everywhere. It's the keyboard cowboys. It's real life. It's everybody just trashing these poor bastards. And for what? (coughs) For what? They're the ones making the sacrifices here, folks. They're the ones getting up extra early on Veterans Day to get to the front of the lines to these restaurants and establishments that are offering discounts. They're the ones cheering you on during your running and your PT tests and what have you and letting you know that they would have been right there with you if it wasn't for that bum knee that's holding 300 plus pounds of, of morbidly obese weight on top of it right now. If it wasn't for that knee, they'd be right there with you, brother. They got to live with that. They got to make these sacrifices mentally and emotionally day in and day out, knowing that they're living this lie. It's tough. I can't do it. I, that's why I say all the time, I've done nothing in the military. I have felt like I contributed very minimal so far in the military compared to everybody else I've, I've encountered or most people I've encountered. I could not live a lie one bit thinking that I've done more than I actually have. It's too tough for me. I'm not there yet. I'm not strong enough. 
These guys are. And they get shit on day in and day out. It's a travesty. It's a travesty. Imagine that. Imagine having to wake up, look yourself in the mirror and know I have to lie again today. And it's not for me. It's it's for it's for you guys, for your country. They're doing it for the country. The unsung heroes. Under the undercover, true undercover heroes of this country securing our freedoms and being that punching bag for the rest of us. I couldn't do it. I'm too beta. I'm too much of a beta bitch boy. I'm sitting here crying every time I have to go into work and sit behind a computer. And I can admit it because I'm not tough enough to be able to do that. Sitting here with my heifer in his top hat, taking dick pics. Meanwhile, these bastards are out there day in and day out letting you know they're the ones making the, the sacrifices and they're wearing the, the, the criticism and the negativity. And it's about time they get recognized. And we're going to do it here today. This Veterans Day episode is for those unsung heroes making those sacrifices. It's easy to get on the front lines. It's easy to just get out and run and do your PT test for the Air Force. It's six laps around a track, a mile and a half, and a couple push-ups and a couple fake sit-ups. That's it. It's easy to just k- grab your gun and your flak jacket and get out there and shoot some Taliban with a couple of the fellas. Call it a day. Take out the trash. No problem. It's a piece of crumb cake. You go home from a day of killing the Taliban. You have a cannoli, a beer, and you're good to go. Easy. Anybody could do it. But I ask you, especially the military brothers in arms who listen to this, can you wake up every day remembering the story that you created for yourself, your your cover, if you will, your lie, what your injuries are? Because there's got to be a different one every year. It can't just be the same injury. It's got to be a You got to adjust and you got to remember which ones you already use so you don't reuse the same injury. Can you live that every day? Can you remember your story? Can you look yourself in the mirror knowing I have to live this life for the good of the country? I have to take this face shot. I got to get up early and hit Applebee's to make sure I'm first in line. Let everybody know I served. Can you do that? I can't. I can't do it. I'm too weak. This is why they're the heroes. This is why they need to be recognized and honored on this special day, the week of Veterans Day, we have to remember them. So if you see one of those guys out there hobbling around at the Applebee's, crushing a couple of boneless wings and some chips and guac, thank them. Thank them not for this, their service in the military, but their undercover, unsung service to the rest of us, to the people, to the Jabroni Junction, to the country. Thank you for what you guys do every day. You're you're true heroes, and 
I would I would take a bullet for you fat bastards any day of the week. <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. So before we go, obviously got the big 3. Okay, for this Veterans Day week, got the big the big 3 to, to, to talk about. So number 1 exercise every day. Easiest thing to do, go for a walk, a hike, a jog, a jumping jack, a jumping hump. Whatever you got to do, just make it happen. Imagine that. That's They can't even do that. These unsung heroes, by the way. They can't even exercise every day because their story won't allow them. The lie won't let them. They're injured, remember? Another sacrifice they're making for us. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Second thing. This is two, not, not one, idiot. Second thing, don't be a shitty person. Okay? Everybody's a human being. They have their stories, whether it's their real story or their lie. They have to live on behalf of the country. They, everybody has a story. We're all human beings with feelings and stressors and things going on in our lives that you know nothing about. So before you jump to conclusions on somebody or fire off a, a shit talk to them online or judge them inappropriately. Remember that first. Remember that, that they, we are all human beings. A person on the other, there's a person on the other side of that twit handle and that Instagram profile that's going to get affected by what you say, believe it or not. Words have effect on people these days, especially when they're only seeing words, if they're only interacting on social medias, that's all they get is these comments and these words and these jabs. And it eventually takes a toll on you when you have to wake up and see nothing but negativity in your lives, then your life starts to become nothing but negativity. And I know you wouldn't want that yourselves, so don't do it to others, okay? And that's number two. Don't be a shitty person. Number three, the most important be genuinely thankful and grateful for all the good you have in your lives. Because if you live in this country, for the most part, you got a pretty damn good life. Obviously, there are outliers. I'm not, I'm not trying to generalize here. But you got a roof over your head. You got food in your fridge. You got toilet. You're doing okay. Okay? I've seen people who have normal lives. Their normal lives consists of no toilet. They go outside and take shits and wipe their asses with their hands. No TP either. Not because we bought it up in the, in the COVID pandemic uh, frantic chaos. It's because they just don't do it. There's no toilet paper in some of these countries. That's not a thing for them. So imagine that. Imagine you had to do that. So be grateful for your toilet. Genuinely, thank the Lord, thank the big man, Santa Claus, every day for your toilet and for all the other things that are good in your lives. Be grateful for them. Now that's all I got. I'm grateful for you guys. You guys are awesome. I love the feedback. I'll keep the questions coming. I'll do another like Instagram story or something where I have you guys send more questions. And instead of answering them on Instagram, I'll save some of them for uh, future episodes so that we can have a good time with it. 
and we'll, we'll try to have the best time we can, guys. That's all you can ask for. So thank you again for all that. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe on the Instagram. Go to the website. Go to the YouTube. We're on Apple and Spotify. Write reviews on the Apple. I love reading the reviews. Put, you could put zero stars. I don't even care how many stars. I just want to see your reviews, see what kind of funny names you can cook up as, uh, as you write them. So do that. Tell everybody. Thank you again, guys. I love you all. Stay strong.